You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. This is the second of a two-part series that I, I began a couple of weeks ago. The power of praise and worship. The first part was on worship, and uh, this part is going to be on praise. Very fitting. All of the the songs that we sang today was very praise-oriented, right? Amen. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Heavenly Father, bless your word to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I often say, you've heard me say it before, worship is what we do and praise is one of the ways that we worship. Amen? Everything we do for God is really worship to him. But we love to praise him as well. There is power in praise. And we have so much to praise him for. Isn't that right? Praise is meant to be verbal, vibrant, with music, dancing, singing, and whatever you can think about to bring glory and honor to God. Amen? Amen. We're to be a joyful people, making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Living a life of praise is, to me, the most enjoyable way to live. It lifts one above the circumstances and the situations that comes about in our lives, and it brings about real, personal, and spiritual change. Anyone who reaches out in worship and begins to praise and adore God telling him how much they love him, shouting, dancing, singing. Your whole attitude changes. Because you get in touch with him, you're in his presence. The Bible says that God dwells in the presence, the praises of his people. Wherever there are people praising God is standing to attention. He's keeping an open ear for his people when they're adoring him. Praise will affect you in a powerful, positive way. It touches everything and every part of your life. On the other hand, the lack of praise affects you in a negative way. 
It gives the devil a foothold to steal, to kill, to destroy every area of your spiritual life. I, I'm glad that I was brought up in an atmosphere where people, whenever they came together in church, they were worshiping and praising the Lord. I don't know how anyone can just be religious and not just open up and tell God how much you love him, just like you would tell your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend how much you love them. And Jesus is much more important to me than any family member. He's the savior of my soul. He's the healer of my body. He's the guide and captain of my life. Why wouldn't I want to praise him? And so, if we don't praise God, instead of enjoying his presence, you become saddled with depression and loneliness. Without a heart of praise, we can easily lose hope and lose faith. Now, I know there's a balance in everything. I know. I'm going to speak about that sometime later, but there's been some things that has been rolling over and churning in my spirit that I know the Lord is wanting me to bring attention to. But that's for another day, and that's all I'm going to say about that right now, or I'll get off on a rabbit trail. I don't believe anyone begins their day planning to be depressed. We would much rather be joyful and positive, have a positive outlook upon life. We know that praising God is the answer to increasing hope and joy and faith. But there are times when we feel that we have no control over the situation. Don't be ruled by your feelings. Your feelings will lead you astray every time. I don't care if it's feelings of good, if you're feeling real good about something, or if you're feeling real bad about something, it doesn't matter. Feelings is not your guide. The Word of God is your guideline. What does God say about your situation? You say, I don't know? Well, God has done everything he can to make sure that you know all about your situation. It's a little book containing 66 books. And it's got everything you need to know about everything about life. It's there. It's a spiritual book. It's not fiction. It's not just history. But it's the word of God. And it was written for you and I. 
so that we don't have to go around banging on someone else's door or phoning them up to find out what God wants for me. It's in the book. Don't be ruled by your feelings. Your feelings will lead you astray. Be led by the Holy Spirit and the written word of God. The book of Revelation tells us that John was in the spirit on the Lord's day and he saw a scene in heaven where there was continuous praising being offered to God. And this is what the angels were saying in Revelation chapter 4, 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. If worship and praise is the atmosphere of heaven, do you think that maybe we should be doing more of it here on this earth? I think so. After all, it's God's will. It's God's desire that we would praise him. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, of course, this, does, this don't mean that we are to thank God for the bad things and the tragedies that happen in our lives. But God desires that we remain joyful no matter what the circumstances we find ourselves in. There is lots to praise God for even when, you, when you're having a bad day. Brother Dave had his truck stolen this week. And I bet you, if you were to talk to him, he would say, I still got lots to praise God for. Amen? Amen. He don't want us to thank him for the bad things that happen to us because he's not the author of evil and accidents and sickness and tragedy, all of the things that the devil would throw at us. He's not the author of those things. You don't thank someone for something they didn't do. You thank them for something they're, they're doing, they did, or they promised to do. And Jesus promised he will never leave us or forsake us. His eye is on the sparrow, and he watches over you and I. Amen? Amen. The Bible calls these things that I just mentioned, the evil, the accidents, the sickness, all these things, the Bible calls these the works of the devil. We got to settle it. You got to know when the devil is attacking you. God is not testing your faith. So he's going to give you some sickness, some pain. That's not in the Bible. The Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. 
1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Acts chapter 10, 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And guess what? Before he went away, he gave a commission. We call it the Great Commission. And he told us that we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. He told us that we would have power to deliver people from demon possession. He said, greater things than I have done will you do. Because I'm going to my Father and I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit. You will be anointed with power to be my witnesses wherever you go. The word destroy means to loose, to untie, to dissolve. Thus Satan's works are perceived as chains that bind us, which Jesus has broken by his life, death, and resurrection, and ascending into heaven, and sending back the promised Holy Spirit. So what are Satan's works? Morally, he entices you and I to sin. Physically, he infects disease and, and sickness upon us to destroy us that way. Body, soul, and spirit. Intellectually, he seduces our mind into error. Spiritually, he binds, blinds, and blinds the minds of unbelievers and believers if they will believe him. Don't blame God for the troubles that you're having. The devil will suggest that God has failed you, that he don't love you, or that he don't care about you, or you're such a bad sinner, you've done so much that God would never forgive you. Don't listen to that. He'll say, why continue to serve a God who's bringing such things upon you? Folks, let me say it again. The devil is a liar. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. His power is in the lie. If you believe his lie, you are, de you are defeated. You've got to stand upon the word of God. You've got to search the scriptures. Find out what the word says about your situation. And then stand on that and believe it until you see the answer come. If you are one of those who lose faith when you get a layoff, or your child is rebellious, or your marriage is broken, or when you have serious illness, then everything that you have worked for and prayed for is in danger of being stolen from you by the devil. You don't succumb to him. You don't listen to his lies. You see, the devil is trying to get you to believe. And God wants you to believe him. The devil wants you to believe him. If you believe God, 
you will have eternal life. And your life will be prosperous here on this earth. And when I say prosperous, don't just go ka-ching to money. There's a lot of other things that you need in your life other than a dollar. Amen? But if you believe the devil, the devil wants you to believe him. And if you believe him, you will reap death. Spiritual death. An eternal separation from God for believing a lie. I think it makes more sense to believe the truth, don't you? To believe God. You see, without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. So an attitude of unbelief where we blame God and attribute Satan's attacks to the Lord can lead to months and sometimes years of needless pain and heartache. So get out of that rut and start believing the Lord. A Christian can needlessly slip into depression by listening to Satan's lies. Our hope is in Jesus, so keep focused on him and praise him regardless of what you're going through. So that was my first point. Don't blame, don't, don't blame your troubles on God. My second point is, praise the Lord. David expressed praise to the Lord in many of his psalms, and uh, Psalm 34 is a typical psalm of praise, and it goes like this. 1 to 4 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. That's what you can expect when you begin to, begin to turn your focus upon the Lord and begin to praise him for his goodness and for the promises of his word that never fail. With this word I say, I trust you, Lord. I choose to believe the promises of your word. I refuse to walk by sight and by feelings. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to. You get that word? Choose. You choose what you're going to do. You choose whether you're going to be a believer or a doubter. And it makes a whole lot of difference which choice you make. I know my answer is on the way because the Lord's word tells me not to worry about anything but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let my requests be made known to God. The promise then is that if I will do that, the peace of God that passes all understanding will fill my heart and my life. So it doesn't matter what the doctor said. It doesn't matter what, the, what the, the x-ray shows. It doesn't matter how difficult they tell you it is. Our God is better than that. Our God is a Christ of every crisis. 
And just because you've been going for five years, 10 years, or 15 years, and you haven't seen the answer, doesn't mean that the answer is not right around the corner. Before 2017 is over, you could have your healing. You could have your breakthrough. You could have your miracle. Your sons and your daughters could be back into the family of God again. But you've got to believe God. And it doesn't matter if it takes weeks or months or years. You still hold on to the promises of God because the promises of God, the Bible says, is yes and amen to those who believe. Not to the doubters, but to the believers. People who believe the word of God. Hallelujah. If we wait until we feel like praising God, we may never do it. Our spirit's desire to praise God is because of his nature in us, created in his image. Our flesh resists that desire, but our spirit cries out for a close relationship with God. Every man, woman, boy, and girl in this building today has a desire to be as close to God as it is possible. That's the spirit within us. That's the spiritual desire that we have. But our flesh is weak. We're weak in the flesh. And many times we allow so many things of life, the cares of life, to crowd out what God wants to do in our individual lives. It's important to praise the Lord even when you don't feel like it. You need to command your flesh to line up with your spiritual desire. Let's walk in the spirit and praise the Lord regardless of how we feel. I, I, I would imagine that some of you came in here today and you really didn't feel even like going to church today. But you've come in. And this worship service, I was thinking at one point, you know, I could just imagine the angels just standing to attention and listening to you guys leading us in worship this morning. That was beautiful. Praise the Lord. It is so good when we learn to be led by the Holy Spirit and we begin to worship Him in spirit and in truth. We will soon experience, if we will walk in the Spirit and worship in the Spirit, regardless of our feelings, we will soon experience a real joy and a peace and a confirmation from the Lord. If we would begin to praise the Lord in the natural, we would soon end up praising in the, in the spirit. <clears throat> That's a guarantee. If you don't believe me, try it next week. Try it next week. Say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if what, what Pastor Hayward said is true. I don't feel like it. In fact, I don't even feel worthy of it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so begin to worship God. And if you feel a little confined way back there, come right up front. And then just let the Holy Spirit touch your heart. Open up just, just for once. Just for once. 
God told us to try and test them in, in, in the offering, in the tithe. Let's test them in worship. Say, Lord, if this is true, I want it. Because my spirit cries out for more of you. But if there's such a thing as just starting out when I don't feel like it and beginning to raise my hands and worshiping and just shouting and praising when everyone else is doing it, maybe there's something to that. I'm going to tell you, you're going to find out. I wasn't telling you a lie. Amen? You try it. I'm going to tell you. It's worth it. If we would begin our praise in the natural, we would soon end up in the spirit. David said that all that is within me would bless the Lord. All that is within me, everything about me. Why wouldn't we praise him? He forgives our sins. He heals our diseases. He shows us his love and his kindness, his mercy towards us. He, he fills our mouth with good things. He restores our youth and our strength. And he delivers us from oppression and judges us righteously. Why wouldn't we praise a God who does all that for us? Amen. You know, some of you young guys, you, you know, you think you're going to live forever, right? You're strong and healthy right now. Effie and I, when we, when we do our devotions in the morning, one of the things we always thank him for is our health and our strength. We don't take that for granted. That is a gift from God. Amen? Amen. And there's a whole other thing that we have, all of us, that are gifts from God. We can praise him for it. Listen to this. All the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe. We not only praise him for what he has done, but we praise him for what he's going to do. Amen? We praise him. We thank him. Because he has promised, and he has never broken a promise. Never. And he never will. Hallelujah. Okay, my third point, and my final point, the power of praise. Praise can bring healing and deliverance to our souls and to our bodies. One of the quickest ways to receive deliverance from depression is to praise God. You cannot remain in depression if you can find enough strength and enough energy to begin to praise God in spite of your situation, you will come out of that thing faster than, the, than, a, than a truckload of pills will, will ever help you. Amen? Praising the Lord builds confidence and increases faith. Music and singing warms the heart and calms the spirit. In the Old Testament, there's an account of a battle that was won by God's people simply as a group of appointed singers went out before the army as it marched towards battle. The Bible tells us that they sang the praises of God and the Lord did their, their fighting for them. They won the battle without a sword even being drawn. Now that's miraculous, right? That's spiritual. But this was an actual, this was an actual physical war that Israel was in that God undertook for them. Second Chronicles chapter 20, 20, 
21 to 22 says, And when they, he had consulted, that the king had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that would praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were defeated. Praise the Lord. That's what God can do. Our battles can also be won through praise. When we sing and when we praise God, we begin to feel a sense of presence of the Lord upon us. It is a wise to listen to gospel music when you're fighting a spiritual battle. And anyone who has knows the calming effect that it has upon your spirit. Praise gets our focus off ourselves and back on God. Okay? It gets the focus off yourself, off your problem, and back on God. He's worthy of our praise no matter what we're facing today. And the Bible says in Psalm 150, verse 2, Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise will push back the darkness. Remember the story of Jehoshaphat that I just read. Praise helps us to focus on Jesus instead of the storms that beat upon us. We are soon reminded that he's the master of the storm as we begin to praise him. As we begin to magnify his name and his power, the power that is in his name, the power in the blood of Jesus to cleanse us and keep us clean so the devil can't make an accusation against us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, and who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast and loving mercy. Praise invites the Lord's presence wherever believers are gathered, because he inhabits the praises of his people. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Praise opens the door of blessing as we come into his presence. I said praise opens the door of blessing as we come into his presence. Enter uh, Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Bless the Lord, blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Praise brings refreshing and renewal. We're praying for renewal. We're praying for revival, a spiritual revival, a revival of salvation for the prodigal sons and daughters to come back home. 
There is nothing that will bring answers to this prayer like praising the Lord. It brings refreshing, renewal into our own spirits. And when refreshing and renewal comes into my spirit, guess what? I begin to pray more. I begin to pray more earnestly. I begin to get closer to God. And you and I have power with God when we pray and when we believe. So in conclusion today, Praise is the means and the response of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I've never seen anyone who'd been just freshly filled with the Holy Spirit that wasn't praising God. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 5, 18, 19. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. God wants us to be intimate with him. God wants us to be sharing our love with him. If you're feeling spiritual dry, spiritually dry, Worship Jesus with all your heart. The Holy Spirit will fill your innermost being to overflowing. Where is our worship team? They should be here now. James chapter 4 verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's very important. If you're going to be a, 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 a worshiper who is in praise to God, you're going to have to draw near to him. The closer you draw to him, the more the songs of praise and worship will be up on your lips. You cease to become a spectator and you become a participator in what is going on in the presence of God. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, If anyone is thirsty, Jesus said, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. At this point, they had not received. But he said, when you receive this Holy Spirit, it will come up like a well of living water, bubble out of you. Bubbling out in praise and thanksgiving to the one who saved your soul. Amen. Praise is also a response to being filled with God's Spirit, which cries out from within us in prayer and praise. Galatians 4, 6 says, because you are sons, God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Throughout scripture, people were worshiping and magnifying God when filled with the Holy Spirit. Worship is one of the evidence of being spirit-filled. As Holy Spirit flows within our hearts, the natural response of the human spirit is praise and worship.
This is what happened to Cor in Cornelius' home. In Acts chapter 10, verse 45 and 46, the, how those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. That's the Jews. The Jews were astonished because as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify the Lord. So folks, let's stand together and let's praise the Lord. Let's praise him. And before our music even starts, can we have a, a spirit of praise in this place right now? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We glorify your name. Give him a shout of praise. We have a choice. We have a choice to live above the worry and stress of life and instead praise the Lord until victory comes. Praise him for the victory. Praise him because of his promises. There's awesome power in praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.